As we begin Perik Yud Zayin, and we are learning about the influence that Achav and Izevel have on Klai Yisrael, bringing them down to such a low level in terms of Avoid Zara and in terms of going off the Derech, we now meet one of the greatest Nevi'im who enters the stage of Jewish history, and that is Elio Anavi. And the Mishpat Zav says that it's no coincidence that Elio shows up now in this Dar, because Hashem placed Elio Dafka in this generation to help it withstand this, the evil influence of Achav and Izevel and to provide Achav with a genuine opportunity to do tshuva. In fact, the Dasoifrin says that without Elio Anavi, the Dar, the end of that Dar, the, the punishment of that Dar would have been far worse. So with that uh, little introduction, let's begin Perik Yudzayin. The Shir was started as a Schosli Lenishmas, Yechaskal Shraga Ben Avram Yehuda, Shos Vias Schosli Lenishmas, Rabbi Chiel Mechabanosha, Moshe Ben Daniel, Chaim Eloz Ben Shem Shanaya, and Esther Tzirov Asichaskel, as well as a Schos for Fuch Lema, Chaim Moshe Shoben Manka, Chaim Doi Ben Menorachol, Chanolea Bashen Dorachol, and Abadati Ben Peril. So Perik Yudzayin Pasik Aleph, Ayoimer Lioa Tishbi, Bitoishve Agilad, so Lioa Tishbi, who was a resident of the city of Gilad, says, Al-Achav to Achav, Chai Hashem, I swear a shvua by the life of Hashem, Elikei Yisrael, Asher Amadati Lefon of whom I stood before, Im Yia Hashon that there will not be any rain or dew falling in these years, Kiyem Lefi Devari, except according to my word. Meaning, that he makes a promise that there's not going to be rain, any rainfall, except if Elio will command that the rain should fall. So it seems like we're missing a little bit of the uh, backstory here. We ended the last parak talking about the um, the uh, rebuilding of Yerichai by Chiel and the death of his sons. And then we immediately transition into Elio Anavi pronouncing the Shvua that no rain is going to fall. So it seems like we're missing a little bit of the connection, a little bit of the backstory. So we will rely on Chazal to fill in the details. But before we do that, let's get a little bit of an understanding of who Elio Anavi was, because we don't get a backstory like we sometimes do with major personalities in Tanakh, where we get their origin story and where they came from with Elio. He just shows up one day in Perak Yudzayin without knowing where he came from. So we have three Pshatim in the Midrashim regarding Elio's origin. The first is the Yalkut. The Yalkut says that there were two great Nevi'im who came from Shevet Levi, Moshe and Elio, Bro, both brought Ka'ula to Klai Yisrael, and therefore both are called Ish Elikim. Because the Rebbe Lezer says the famous memra that Elio zu Pinchas, that he was actually a Kayan and he was Pinchas ben Elazar. According to the Nasaifrim, he had left Mitzrayim with Klai Yisrael and miraculously was still alive many years later. However, according to the Shara HaGilgulim, Pinchas had died and now Elio was, came back as a Gilgal of Pinchas. So why does he show up now? So the Mechakatan explains that just as Pinchas stood up in Shittim when Klai Yisrael was sinning, when Zimri sinned publicly, and Hashem says, Heshev es chamasi Yisrael, that he removed Hashem's anger from Klai Yisrael, so too Elio's intention here by decreeing a famine on the land was in order to bring Klai Yisrael to do tshuva to remove Hashem's anger from them in this generation. If you look at the Ralbag, he actually brings Raya's from the Psukim to prove that Elio was Penchas. The Rambam writes in his introduction to Mishnah Torah that Elio was a Talmud of Achiyashilaini. So that is one Shita that Penchas zu Elio. However, there's other Midrashim that say that he was either from Shevet bin Yamin or that he was actually from Shevet Gad. Here in the Psukim, he's referred to as Elio Atishbi and also from Gilad, we call him Elio Agiladi. Why is he called Elioah Tishbi and Elioah Giladi? So the Radak explains, originally he grew up in the city of Toshav, but later he settled in Gilad. And the Marikara says that Gilad was massacred during the story of Pilegish Begiva. So Elio did not want a city in Klai Yisrael to become 
a ghost town to become desolate, and so he went and resettled the city and repopulated it. Another pshat in Tishbi is from a lashon of Tashuv or to do tshuva that says the Meamloyes Elio constantly gave Musa to the people to get them to do tshuva. Now to deal with our first question, which is what are we missing in terms of the connection between the end of the last parak and suddenly Elio showing up and declaring the shvua? So we actually have a Gemara in Bavli and, and Yerushalmi, both in Sanhedrin, which tells us the backstory and the connection. While Chiel is sitting Shiva for his children who died as a result of rebuilding Yerichoi, Achav and Elio both went to be Menachem Avel. In fact, the Yerushalmi tells us that Hashem commanded Elio to go be Menachem Avel to Chiel because Chiel was a well-respected person. But Elio was hesitant to go. He knew that he couldn't bear to hear them denigrating and putting down HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So Hashem tells him, go anyway, and if you decree something as a result of your visit, I will be Mekayimit. So Elio goes. Now, when he gets to the Shiva house, he hears Achav, who's a good friend of Chiel, uh, speaking harshly against Yeshua's curses. And Achav says, says the Musar Nevi'im the following. He said, Amri, my father, added a city to Yisrael, and as a result, we saw his Malchus was blessed. So Hashem clearly wants cities to be rebuilt in Eretz Yisrael. So why was Chiel punished for building a city? So Elio explained that they died because he was over the Xera of, of Yeshua by rebuilding Yerichai, and therefore the curses came true. So Achav said, it's ridiculous. Why would Hashem be Mekayim Yoshua's curse when the curse that Moshe, his Rebbe, pronounced remains unfulfilled? Because Moshe said the following, he said, if Kla Yisrael serves Avodah Zarah, there would be no rain, right? That Hashem says, V'yatzar HaShemayim V'lo Yematar. So Achav says, I put idols in every furrow and every field in Eretz Yisrael, and there's so much rain that I have trouble getting through the rain to worship the idols. That's how much rain there is. So the Talmud's curse would come true, but not the Rebbe's. So in the Sefer, the Navi journey, he explains that Achav is like anyone who is not interested in seeing Ashkacha Pratis and the power of Nevoah. So they'll always find a way to justify the attitude and say that the world is Hefker. So when Achav saw that the fate of Chiel's children, the fact that they were dying, was actually having an impact on the people, it was well known. As we saw, Chiel was a well-respected person, so everyone was schmoozing about the death of his sons, and clearly that it came as a result of the uh, curse of Yeshua. So therefore, Achav did all he could to uproot it, making fun of the Kayachat Sadikim, questioning whether this is really a punishment for being Oiver, Yoshua's curse. So, and that's why, says the Bar Moshe Elio, shows Achav, I'm going to show you the Kayachat Sadikim. I'm going to make Xerah that no rain will fall, and you will see that that will be Mikayim. So Elio makes the Shvua in order to be Mikadesh Hashem's name, making a decree that no rain will fall until Elio himself rescinds the decree. In the hope, says the Radak, that Achav and the nation would do tshuva. And Elio explains this to Achav, that the reason why the punishment of Moshe, the curse of Moshe, did not come true is because Hashem was delaying the punishment out of Rechmanus to give him more time to do tshuva. However, if Achav is going to continue to sin and not learn a lesson from the punishment that came to Chiel's sons, then his punishment would also come quickly. And since Achav d- dug in, so Elio declared that Achav's punishment would take place right then. In fact, the Dasoifrim says that had Elio not made the Shvua, Klayisro would not yet have been punished. Hashem's Midah of Marich Af had, would have given Klayisro more time to do tshuva. The Musra Nevi'im says that the punishment also would not have come immediately because when Hashem pronounces a tzara, a din upon a tzibur, it's much more rachmanus than a din for an individual. So that's why Chiel was punished immediately because he was an individual. Whereas for the tzibur, Hashem waited more time, gave them more time for them to do tshuva. The Malbim learns a little differently. The Malbim says that the 
that the Xerah, the curse of Maish Rabbeinu actually did come true. The curse was not that there wouldn't be rain, but that rain of Ashkacha, rain with Hashem's blessing, would be removed from Klai Yisrael. So Klai Yisrael would not have a special Ashkacha protest by Hashem, but they would become subject to Derech Teva, to nature. So rain might fall, but Derech Teva, but they wouldn't get the special bracha of having Ashkacha protest and getting rain that way. So rain did still fall for Klai Yisrael, but only Derech Teva, like it fell for all the other nations, not because they got a special bracha for, of rain at special times with special powers, special kayach, to water the, the ground uh, like they would have if they would have kept the Torah. Just one last point from the Yerushalmi. Elio says in the Pesach, Hashem, who I stood in front of. So the Yerushalmi asks, Elio was Tiroinin Lenevim Haya. Now in, in modern Hebrew, Tiroinin is a rookie. A freshman. So the Gemara is asking that Elio was new to being a Navi. So what do you mean he stood in front of him? The, the, Elio's career is just starting. So the Ushalmi says that it means that when he stood in front of Achia Hashiloini as Rebbe, it was in, to him as if he stood in front of the Shechina. The Redak says very simply, means Hashem, who I am used to standing in front of in Davening. Tefillah is also referred to as Amidah.